The Word of God will fuel the power of the Holy Spirit inside you because the Word of God is spiritual food. It is spirit food, if you will, and it feeds your spiritual person. Welcome back with Pastor Scott Huffman from Lighthouse Church Ministries. Today's message is how to stir up the gift within you. Pastor Scott has a lot of great things to share, so you'll want to make sure to write these down. He's joined with his wife, Marilyn, and daughter, Casey. You know, it doesn't matter so much if you can't see clearly what's in front of you. It's more important that you can see beyond that. Amen? Your vision will determine your success in this life. Hey, there are three things or three ways to view life. Number one, as a skeptic and cynic, critical of everything. Number two, apathetic, no interest in anything, and I couldn't care less attitude. Or number three, and this is the attitude we all need, appreciative and grateful for every day. Why don't you choose life and be appreciative? It will make all the difference. Now today I want to talk about stirring up the gift of God within you as a believer in Jesus. As you stir it up, you create a fire of passion and desire for the Lord and his kingdom. But first, Casey has a quick word to share with you. Okay, good morning, everyone. Welcome. Um, I have a few questions to ask yourself. Have you ever felt knocked down, pushed around, and wonder why this is happening to me? Well, the Bible sure. says in Ephesians, we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. So I encourage you today to get up and put the whole armor of God. It says in the Bible that David strengthened himself in the Lord. So today That's I encourage you, strengthen yourself, praise him, stand on the word and do not be moved. Resist the devil and he has to flee. Um, amen. And I just thank the Lord for the authority that we have been given through him. All right, Casey. Good word. Love it. Let's turn to Second Timothy 1.6, please. Therefore, I remind you to stir up the gift of God, which is in you through laying on the hands. Amen. amen. You know, sometimes we're waiting for God to move on our behalf. And he's asking us to do something on our part to cooperate with him. One time God told Moses to get up, stop praying, and get up and start moving. <laughs> and certainly we are to pray, but sometimes we need to do other things, and uh, we need to cooperate with God. He'll do his part, but we must do our part. God stirs us up, and he calls us to stir up ourselves as well. Stir up the gift is a phrase written by the Apostle Paul to Timothy, his young disciple in the faith. Therefore, I remind you, Timothy, to stir up the gift of God which is in you through the laying on of hands. Paul laid his hands upon Timothy, and there was imparted to him a spiritual gift. We don't know exactly what that was, but it was probably something along the lines of, of encouragement, preaching, um, exhortation. Stir up the gift also appears in several versions of this verse, such as fan into flames the gift, or keep ablaze the gift, or rekindle the gift. One time I was at a church and the pastor said, why do you put chains, Scott, upon the gift that God's given you? Release that chain, release the chains and allow yourself to use the fullness of that gift. This gift was given to Timothy through impartation, as I mentioned, by the laying on of hands. The doctrine of laying on the hands can be basically used for four purposes. 
Number one, to impart divine healing and miracles. And let's read Mark sixteen eighteen. They will take up serpents, and if they drink any deadly thing, it will by no means hurt, hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick, and they will recover. Amen. We know that great signs and wonders were accomplished through the hands of the apostles. The Bible says God hides his power in his hands. I've noticed in my hands, there's power in my hands. When I, was, when I received the Holy Spirit, I received an impartation of power into my hands to lay hands on the sick and to pray for the sick. Jesus himself laid hands on the sick and they recovered and were healed. Number two, laying on of hands is for impartation of spiritual gifts. First Timothy 4.14, which we similarly just read. Do not neglect the gift that is in you, which was given to you by the prophecy with the laying on of hands of the eldership. Many times when hands are laid upon a person, there is a prophecy that goes forth with the laying on of hands. And this is what happened with Timothy. So number three, receiving the Holy Spirit, Acts 8, 17 and 18. 17 and 18. Then they laid hands on them and they received the Holy Spirit. And when Simon saw that through the laying on of the apostles' hands, the Holy Spirit was given, he offered them money. You know, some of you still haven't received the Holy Spirit. You say, Pastor, what are you talking about? I'm a Christian. I'm born again. I know the Lord. Christ is in me. Yes, you are. But there's a subsequent experience that you can have for the fullness of the Holy Spirit or the baptism with the Holy Spirit where the Spirit comes upon. The Greek word is the P. The Spirit is in you and then he comes upon you and it overflows out of your innermost being. And you shall receive power, Jesus said, when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. After I received the Holy Spirit, years after my salvation, uh, God did powerful things through my life after receiving the gift of the Holy Spirit. You can ask for the Holy Spirit today, and the Lord will graciously grant you that desire and that prayer. And number four, laying on of hands is for those set apart for ministry. Acts 13, 2 and 3. As they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Spirit said, Now separate to me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. Then having fasted and prayed, they laid hands on them, and they sent them away. So Barnabas and Paul were sent forth and being and were called as prophets and teachers. And later on, they took on an apostolic role. But the laying on of hands was for that impartation uh, of ministry placed upon them, called into full-time ministry. Paul wrote... To second Tim in Second Timothy from prison while awaiting his execution. That must have been a very difficult time. He only had a short time, although Paul said, for me to live is Christ and to die is gain. He had a great perspective on life. But right before his death, he penned this profound personal letter in Second Timothy, full of intense affection and concern for his beloved companion and protege. Paul knew that Timothy faced an enormous responsibility in leaving the church, and he wanted to encourage the young man to stand firm in safeguarding the gospel and spreading the message of salvation in Jesus Christ. The Greek word translated stir up denotes the kindling of a fire as by bellows. Anyone who has ever been around a campfire knows that you have to stir up the fire occasionally because the glowing embers of the fire begin to die down. And so you place more wood on the fire, more fuel on the fire, and you stoke that fire with oxygen. And the combination of the wooden fire increases the flame. Timothy was to make sure that his spiritual gift did not grow cold through disuse. See, if you don't use it, you lose it. (laughs) 
not lose it, but it won't be as functional. So we need to use the gifts that God's given us. He was to stir up and keep the fire going. So we must stoke our spiritual gifts to reignite them and make them effectual. To stir up can also mean to arouse and be awakened from a spiritual slumber. Many of us are in a spiritual slumber and we need to be aroused by stirring up the fire within us. Psalm 35, 23. Stir up yourself and awake to my vindication, to my cause, my God, and my Lord. Amen. Stir yourself up. We read how God stirred up the heart of King Cyrus, who was not a believer, but God stirred his heart. Let's look at Ezra chapter 1, verses 1 and 2. Now in the first year of Cyrus, king of Persia, the, the word of the Lord by the mouth of Jeremiah might be fulfilled. The Lord stirred up the spirit in Cyrus, king of Persia, so that they made a proclamation throughout all of his kingdom and put it in writing, saying, Thus says Cyrus, king of Persia, all the kingdoms of the earth, the Lord God of heavens has given me, and he has commanded me to build him a house at Jerusalem, which is in Judah. I love that. So here God has spoken to King Cyrus. He stirred up his heart and uh, given him the desire to send forth a, a delegate of people that would go back to Israel that had been destroyed and they had been led into captivity, the Jews, in Babylon. And now uh, Babylon has been conquered by the Syrians and King Cyrus is sending people back to Israel to rebuild the house of God, to rebuild the temple. Praise God. Then in verse 5 of that same chapter, it says that everyone whose spirit God had stirred up to go and rebuild the house of the Lord arose and went to the promised land from Babylon. So God not only stirred up King Cyrus, but he also stirred up the believers, the Jews, as they returned back with a mission to go back and build the house of God. You know, guys, that should be our number one desire is to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And we are to build up the house of God. God has given me a supernatural gift to build people in the body of Christ so that they might increase in the things of God. To stir up then is to stoke the fire of passion, zeal, and desire for God. The Lord has been gracious in giving me a fervor and intense desire and zeal for him. But it's important that I continually stir up the gift and not place chains, as I mentioned earlier, upon it or restrict it from working. See, God works with us, isn't that? We partner with him in the ministry. I believe God is in the process of stirring up the church right now across the world for this coming move of the Holy Spirit, the greatest outpouring the world will ever see. He's moving on his servants and the prophets to heed the call and bring people to a great awareness of God and his coming kingdom. Amen. That's exactly what John the Baptist did. To prepare the way of the Lord to preach the good news of the kingdom. Jesus preached the kingdom. Praise God. His servants must speak the word with a fire and a zeal. Hebrews 1.7. And of the angels, he says, who makes his angels spirits and his ministers a flame of fire? Right. We are flames of fire as ministers of God. You say, I don't have a fire. Ask God to give you a fire. Let it burn. So I want to give you... Ways to stir up the gift. Here's three ways to stir up your desire and gifting for God. Number one, put your attention upon the spiritual, not the physical. Set your mind on things above. Romans 8, 5, and 6. 
For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh, but those who live according to the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. Stop there. So I remember I used to get a little confused with this. Now I have a better understanding, a better revelation of that scripture. Um, We are in the Spirit. We don't have to try to get in the Spirit. We are in the Spirit as believers. And so we are to set our mind on the Spirit because we are already in the Spirit. Praise God. All right, continue. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. So we aren't carnally minded, we are spiritually minded. Uh-huh. And the product of that is life and peace forevermore. <clears throat> Praise God. Number two, let the word richly dwell within you, for it will give birth to life and blessing and passion. John six sixty three. It is the spirit who gives life. The flesh profits nothing. The words I speak to you are spirit and they are life. That's why you take the word of God. You plant it in your heart. You meditate on the word. You receive the word. Jeremiah said, thy words were found and I did eat them. And they were the joy and rejoicing of my heart. The word of God will fuel the power of the Holy Spirit inside you because the word of God is spiritual food. It is spirit food, if you will, and it feeds your spiritual person. Praise God. And you can't live without the word of God. Even Jesus said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes forth from the mouth of God. And number three, pray earnestly for the prayer of a righteous person avails much. James 5.16. Confess your trespasses to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. And we know that Elijah prayed uh, that it wouldn't rain. Mm -hmm. And he went into the king and he said, King Ahab, guess what? It won't rain for three and a half years. See you later. Got to (laughs) go. And sure enough, the land dried up and there was no rain upon the earth and a famine and a dearth developed. And this was a curse upon the land because they had forsaken the Lord God. Then after three and a half years, Elijah prayed again, Mm -hmm. earnestly with passion. And once again, God heard his prayers And this time it began to rain. He said, I hear the sound of the abundance of rain. I hear the sound of the abundance of rain that's coming upon this planet. The rain, the latter rain of the Holy Spirit is coming upon this planet. The former and the latter will come together in the greatest outpouring of spiritual revival that's ever come to this earth. Now we're to travail in prayer. Sometimes we just We don't pray earnestly enough. We're to give ourselves to prayer just like Jesus did in the Garden of Gethsemane and he sweat drops of blood. As we travail earnestly in prayer, we receive from the Lord. Seek and you shall find. Knock and it shall be opened. Ask and it shall be given. But those are continually Greek, continual Greek words of continually doing those things. So stir up the gift and get excited for God and his kingdom. Great things are on their way. Let's pray. Thanks for listening to Pastor Scott from Lighthouse Church. Three ways to stir up the gift. Number one, pay attention to the spiritual. Set your mind on the spiritual. Number two, let the word of God richly dwell within you. And number three, pray earnestly. We thank you for listening. Blessings to you. See you next time. Don't forget, catch us live on the broadcast every Sunday at 1030 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. You can find us at lnlighthouse.org.